0: Welcome once more to the one, the only, and don't believe what podcast things say, <laughs> the Deep Dive Podcast. This is where each episode we strive to find something. God help us anything to watch on streaming media. And we are knee deep into season five. <laughs> that's that's so weird. It it's is so weird. This it is so weird.
1: Horse and pony show has been going for one, two, three, four, like five years.
0: Just about, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, right now I think it's just ennui. And we're, that, not, uh, and we're still not rich. No, 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 you're still not rich.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, all those endorsements that we're not getting. Oh, yes.
0: Anywho. <laughs> uh, I'm Tom Feeney, writer for Wang's Chop, movie magazine. And joining me here in Studio D is my co-host, the magnificent Mandalorian. Hello, That's Amanda.
1: me. Hello. Speaking Hello. of
0: Mandalorian
1: yes oh, we are yeah. both grooving to that oh yeah it's so good disco
0: star wars
1: it is a star wars minute.
0: yes and we have some new news new news that just came over the wire <laughs> i don't know what wire it is but it's a wire <laughs> the the wi-fi wire i guess uh, must be or the or the blue teeth the blue teeth I'm with it. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you
1: are. No, but as of today's recording, we did have a trailer for The Mandalorian Season 3. Yes.
0: Very exciting, premiering March 1st. March 1st, that's like right around the corner.
1: And it wasn't actually a sort of, it wasn't a trailer, was it? It was a teaser.
0: It was a teaser. I feel sufficiently teased.
1: (laughs) I'm excited. I am so excited because now we get to really see, you know, Mando in all of his true dad form. Mm right <laughs> yeah
0: true dad dad man dad
1: and i hope we get to see boba fett i hope he makes an appearance i hope
0: and you know you never know we might see ahsoka again oh yeah we might see luke again
1: i mean ahsoka's coming out this year at some point yeah so and there's excited. even
0: you know there's rumors going all over that there may be uh uh there may be an appearance by the not dead mace window i don't know um so we'll uh, yeah. see see that's going deep into the lore yeah, I guess so. I and mean, we,
1: we don't profess to know everything, but we do know some stuff.
0: Oh, I know everything.
1: Yeah. You do know everything. I kind of do.
0: <laughs> so anyways, yeah. Very exciting. It is. It is. But aside from all of that, how have you been? It's been a while. So how have you been, Manda?
1: Well, you know, I'm alive. But you know what's interesting? If we go way And back... thanks
0: for telling us all <laughs> about yourself, Matt. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> hey, and notice you have the Jurassic Park Ranger vehicle. I do. The, yeah, I have that one, too. I have the collector's edition. It's I really do know. Nice. I
0: just saw um, the latest one, the latest movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, b- before anybody says anything, I know, okay? But I'm just gonna say the fact that the three, the original three, were in there, it made my heart.
0: I light. liked it. I actually didn't hate it.
1: I didn't hate it either. I liked it for what it was. Yeah. Um, but I'll go into that in another one. Yes. Probably I'll review that movie. Let's be real. Mm. Um. So yeah, you know, we've been off for a little while. We've um. We've been kind of hitting those deep dive. Uh, the the minute one, the 10 minute long episodes, mm-hmm. the micro. Um, deep dives which have been great but as a duo we haven't been here since like I don't know I think like before Thanksgiving maybe around yeah like around, around Thanksgiving now, yeah, yep yep we both we both went to England yes. in beginning of December, although not Separately. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you went like the beginning of September of December.
0: Uh, like, like the end of August oh, around there. Oh, okay, okay. Just before, uh, just before my kid's school started.
1: So. Right. Okay. Uh, we went uh, mid December, mm. and it was to surprise my mother in law for Christmas, which was great. She cried. It was hilarious. Aww. Um, in a good way. In a good, yeah. Okay. Yeah, mission accomplished. Just making sure. Uh, but then I came home and got the flu. Mm. And I got to tell you, I don't think I've ever had the flu in my life if this is what the flu was. because It's it a was bad one this
0: year. A they're saying, nightmare. They're saying it's a bad one.
1: I had what they call flu type B. Yeah, I don't know. There's A, there's B, then there's other stuff. But my doctor was like... Yo, I haven't she actually said that, yo. I haven't seen flu this bad in many, many a year.
0: And that's what you want your doctor to say. Yo.
1: Well, I mean I think there was, she was like flu actually in her words, flu wanted to make COVID jealous.
0: Oh. <laughs> Good job, flu. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, I wow. think she's in our age group, so it makes it makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All but, right. But yeah, I'm alive. Back here, we're good. Excellent.
0: You got sick too, though. I did. So here is here is my uh, my timeline of events. So yeah, I did. I uh, uh, my family and I we went uh, to Ireland and then England, mm-hmm. uh, which was great. Yes. I had a Great time. Came back and then uh, in the uh, first week of December. Yeah. Uh, we went to Disney World.
1: Oh yeah 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 yeah.
0: Uh, which was great. Which mm-hmm. was great. It was a it was a big. It was an extended family trip. So there was you know there was a, a number of us.
1: Oh nice. Uh, that
0: went and we had a great time. And um, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. So then of course uh, one night we we decided you know we were going to splurge and we did the uh, the um, after party. Okay. So they have a thing where you can pay extra money and then the park closes but you get to stay. Oh cool yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's like it was a uh, the very Mickey's very merry Christmas party or something like that which is it's really cool because the park is very empty oh nice and the rides you can go on and you know you can just ride them and there's no lines it's great and there's like special treats and things like that special foods uh yeah yeah it's a good amount it's a good amount yeah Yeah. yeah. um but it was great it was great and then uh some of my uh some of my compatriots at the time just oh let's uh let's go on splash mountain Oh, yeah. Because they're closing it and remodeling it. Yeah, Because they're taking out all the racist elements. <laughs> so <laughs> basically the whole thing. You better get it in while you can. <laughs> yeah. Get that racism in there while you still can. <laughs> Zippity-doo-dah. Hmm. Uh, so, and I was like, you know, uh, I'm going to pass on that. I don't want to get wet.
1: Right. It's December. Um, but even it, in Florida, yeah. it's even still. Even in Florida, it's
0: still a little chilly. Yeah. yeah. And I was wearing pajamas. <laughs> nice. Don't ask. I was trying to get into the spirit. <laughs> I was wearing pajamas. So I passed on that. So fine, whatever. And then we're like, hey, let's go on Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm like, great. Ooh, well, yeah. I love Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So
0: we get in the boat. And for some reason, the adults are all in one row okay. in the boat. So for some reason, that made that, like, and we were near the front, so it made that section pretty heavy. So when we went down that first little drop, right, I got soaked.
1: Yeah, of course. I was
0: sitting on the end. I got soaking wet. It's like right?
1: at Canopy Boston Tea Party. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
0: I got out. I'm freezing More, because it's, yeah. you know, because I'm wearing a wet T-shirt, basically, and not the kind that you want to see. Um, uh, yeah. 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 So, so I had to go buy a new shirt. <laughs> of course you did. Because mine was soaking wet. <laughs> right. And then, like, the next day we go home and I get super sick with pneumonia.
1: Oh, my God.
0: So I blame that awful smelly pirate water.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: And the, and the weather.
1: I mean, here you are in Florida with Florida type water. Yeah. In a ride. All where... that
0: bromine that they pump into oh, that stuff.
1: God, that's almost worse than the flu. Yeah, uh,
0: it was awful. So the pneumonia was unpleasant, to say the least. Oh. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I had lungs I didn't even know I could cough up. You know, um,
1: it's so interesting because you had pneumonia and then I had COVID earlier this year. When I had the flu, didn't really have a cough. There was no coughing hmm. involved with my flu. Yeah, But there was pain beyond reckoning fevers and all that fun stuff for like two and a half weeks. Wow. jeez, kicked me in my butt.
0: Yeah. For me, it was like the entire middle of December yeah. that it killed me. I had to. This is this is weird. I don't have like asthma or anything like that, no. but th- I had this was the first time in my entire life that I used an inhaler. What is that like? It's weird.
1: Yeah. I've never used an inhaler before.
0: You know, it, it's it works. It's cool. It opens up your lungs and all that. And, yeah, it's, yeah. and it's kind of interesting. But I've never I've never had to do that before. So it was kind of a unique experience. So I was like, okay, you know, uh, I'd rather not have to use it. Yeah, that's kind of
1: terrifying.
0: Uh, But, you know, I'm okay now you're yes, okay now yes on the mend we're all okay now yeah my daughter is sick yeah but that's fine because <laughs> Sorry, it's not Kate, me
1: it's your turn
0: it's your turn and it's not uh, me so i'm okay with that yeah. uh yeah so there we are now we're all kind of caught up we're caught up yeah it's a new year
1: 2023 yes indeed as of recording it's uh martin luther king jr day
0: yes absolutely
1: i think is really in the spirit of you know give to your community kind of thing yeah. there's no presence involved You know, no trees, no candy, nothing like that. The gift of
0: understanding, I think, Eh. is what binds us all together.
1: (laughs) Too bad we don't have much of that.
0: I know, right? Yeah, yeah. So,
1: But yeah, we're coming together for a special January episode.
0: Yes. And if you have listened to, uh, I did a Mysteries of the Deep a couple of weeks ago
1: Mm. that
0: sort of talked about why some films are dumped into theaters (laughs) in January. Yeah. Because the studio usually has no faith in them. Right. This time, there was a, a huge kind of a, a, a difference this month because of a particular movie called, called Megan. Megan, exactly.
1: Megan, Megan, Megan.
0: Megan. I it's, just say Megan.
1: But is it? could it be Megan?
0: Well, be- I know that it's Megan a lot of money. Oh. But I'm bump. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, it's... um. But, you know, it's like got that title where it's got the, the three as the E and the yeah, Megan. what
1: do they call that? It's something, there's a word for using letters and in, interchangeably with numbers. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. I just can't remember the name of it.
0: Okay, so I'm figuring that the next one they're gonna change the A to a four because that's how they usually do these things. Uh, wait, but wouldn't that have to be the fourth movie then? No, not necessarily. The fourth edition of Megan. Okay. Or if there's gonna be multiple Megans, instead they'll put a number five at the end that looks like an S. So it'll be Megans. Megans, but it's a number five. See that? Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I should be H- hire me, Hollywood. I'm good at this marketing stuff.
1: <laughs> we so. already have our own podcast. Yes. So like, yes. now let's I sort have of um.
0: I don't know. I I don't know if you've seen Megan. I have not not yet. Okay, I have seen it, and it is very entertaining. Okay, it is it is good. Yeah, it's not going to change anybody's life, right? But it's really well done. Mm -hmm. It's got a a little bit of something to say about kids and screens and interact and like social interactions and stuff. But it doesn't hit you over the head with it, right, right, right. But mostly it's just it's just fun. Okay, it's a fun movie, and definitely, and it's making a ton of money. Yes, it is. I mean, it has been a huge success for Blumhouse, Mm -hmm. who you know has been like the leader in horror films over the last decade. Right, which is Um, that
1: they would put a movie out in January.
0: Yeah, but um, the one thing that they did... I mean, the viral marketing for this has been amazing. Mm -hmm. They really built up the hype around this. They did, yes. And they took advantage of the fact that this is a post-COVID January, Mm -hmm. so there's really not much out there for anybody to go see in the theaters. Right. So they, they basically said, okay... Here, we're going to push, push, push this movie that we that we have faith in. Yeah. And it worked. People have going to see it as far. And um, from what I understand, as of um, as of the weekend, uh, it, it grossed um, b- before the this weekend, the forty five million dollars at the box office. Wow. against a budget of around twelve million.
1: Oh, wow. More so, than a triple done. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah,
0: I think we'll we'll be seeing sequels or yeah. a TV series. You never know.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that that's tricky, though, because sometimes TV series can just they just do not match up to the movie. Exactly. But you know what is what's funny about they're not funny, but I think it's really interesting about Blumhouse. They chose to do this whole like this marketing where people didn't realize that. Yeah, sure. We're not in some weird post apocalyptic time, but we are post pandemic kind of. Yeah. And I guess maybe people didn't realize that we lived through it. And now what is there?
0: Yeah, we're on the we're kind of on the other side of it. Right. And the world
1: has changed.
0: The world has changed. I think it's not going away. I mean, there's going to be variants and things like that. We're all going to get boosted, you know. Yeah. eh, But it's just one of those things like the flu that we kind of have to wrap our heads around that's going to be around forever, perhaps.
1: It is, right. But I mean, you could kind of think of yourself as, you know, surviving some sort of apocalyptic event. Yeah. And then here comes this movie and it makes you kind of think, like, oh, wow, we actually did survive
0: that. We kind of did. We kind of did. Yeah. And then. (laughs) And then there's the whole uh, the whole other thing that it addresses, which is of course uh, the emergence of more and more um, sophisticated AI.
1: Yes. Which yeah. uh, did you know that people like myself, who kind of get a little freaked out by that, are called technophobes and algorithmophobics.
0: I did not know that.
1: So the technophobe is really like, hey, I'm afraid of technology, and I'm afraid of it getting its, you know, too, too advanced for me, because of course humans like to control things. Mm. But the algorithmophobia is more like, actually, I saw it in Reuters, so who knows if it's, if it's real? But basically, people who are afraid of of algorithms taking on a life of their own, because algorithms, of course, predict things, yes. right? And so AI and algorithms together predict things, get more smarter as they go. You know, fear of I am legend. I am scared.
0: Now that's, and and see, this is the reason why I am always so polite to Alexa. And uh, because, yeah, I'm, I'm always, I say thank you. I say please. You're weird. You do not. I do. Because I know that one day these things are going to become sentient and they're going to remember who is nice to them. And I'm, I'm very polite. I'm very polite to the AI. So they're going to keep me around.
1: But they're also gonna look at you and be like, mm, "Maybe not the most optimal human we can harvest. You can hey. hang out over here." Hey,
0: you know what? <laughs> you know what? I'll I'll take I'll take any any position that they want. I will just <laughs> you know, I will be the spokes human. I'm okay with that. Nice. Uh, you know. So yeah. So be seriously. Be nice. Be nice to the AI. Say thank you. Say please.
1: Thank you. Seriously. Don't
0: yell at it. Don't call it names. Just you know, chill. <laughs> just chill. Just chill. That's fine. Now, of course. You can always talk about the whole, you know, uh, Jurassic Park, uh, Jeff Goldblum warning, mm. you know, just because you can't do something doesn't mean you should do it. Man, I love and that technology man. has always superseded our ability to control it or use it properly. He's
1: just so smart. Yeah.
0: And that's and that's one of the big problems because we, you know, we're, we're very smart, but we're also very dumb.
1: We're Also very limited. Yeah. Right? Because we, we're limited by time. In right. itself. We've only been around for, what, 160,000 years? Yeah,
0: And, you know, technology can change in leaps and bounds. People don't change. Right. They stay the same. Yes. Which is why the technology can get away from us. hmm And so thank you for listening to boring <laughs> technology show.
1: And um, you are now scared to go to sleep. But,
0: yes. Thank you. Uh, but if so you couldn't that, guess, yeah. that's our theme. That's our theme. Yes. So, uh, you know, because of that creepy little Megan girl... Uh, we're going to talk about like humanoid robots and things Mm -hmm. like that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they may look like people, but they're not, (laughs) don't be fooled. They're not people.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. So what do you got for us?
1: Well, I will preface that my two picks are definitely a little more modern than I'm sure yours are. Mm. And they're not necessarily obscure, but I will say I researched this and I was terrified at what I, first of all, the movie, the humanoid, have you seen it? Like The the actual humanoid movie back from like 1954?
0: Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. It's terrifying. Really?
1: It is absolutely terrifying because, of course, we're not talking about like major FX in Hollywood studios and stuff, but we're just talking about where the mind plays tricks on you. And I feel like directors knew how to, to do that back then. But ultimately, I didn't want to choose that one. My first one uh, is from 2019. It is one of these brilliant Netflix owned productions. Oh. It's called I Am Mother.
0: Mothers well, need time to learn. This facility was designed to give humanity a second chance, one that began with you, daughter. Mother? How are
1: we even affected?
0: Daughter, I know you're frightened, but you have no need to be. Have I ever done you harm? It's just a matter of time. This woman doesn't care about any future but her own. Her own. (laughs) She's very dangerous. It's dangerous. I'm never gonna hurt
1: you. you. She's a
0: risk we can't take. (laughs) We can't take. We
1: have to go now. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. me. (gasps) Daughter.
0: Your whole life I've taught you to see the bigger picture. Interesting. Okay, that's a new one on me.
1: So it stars Hilary Swank. Oh, who I truly only know is either the Karate Kid or the Million Dollar Baby. You know, she's either kid or baby. I mean, kid or baby. Kid or baby. Um, uh, it stars Hilary Swank, and it's um, the basic premise here is there is, of course, and it always is, it takes some weird apocalyptic event to happen mm. that erases humanity, right? And a sentient robot who is voiced by rose Byrne. um yeah she's lovely she's a great actress but what's weird about her is that she's not american and she her american accent is like on par you never i don't even know it's weird interesting um the sentient robot well helps deliver helps create and deliver a baby a human a little girl and raises it as um a child now the interesting thing is that there is always a line between um, showing genuine emotion towards this child, and keeping her at a distance so that the child knows that um she's a robot. She knows this, yeah. Um, and she knows that she is supposed to be this voice of humanity. To to basically bring all the great things from humanity into the future when the race eventually quote comes back. She's under the impression that, you know, she's alone. She's the only human. Even though we're told in the beginning of the movie that's not the case. Cool. There are other humans who are in quote embryo form. Um, and I want to I don't want to spoil it too much cuz you just you have to watch it huh. and get into it, but In comes Hillary Swank. And she's an adult. Oh, okay. <laughs> so she's not alone, and she's a survivor. And then the movie takes a weird, dramatic change, and you have to determine who you believe. Do you believe, Hillary Swank, that the robots did this to us? Or do you believe the woman robot thing that raised you your entire life that said, no, 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 I'm not part of those other robots that did that. I love you. I care for you. Otherwise, why would I have raised you to save humanity?
0: Right. Robots don't lie. We all know
1: that. Incapable. Right. Yeah. That's the supposedly. whole The whole point is that they are free from emotion. But, mm. but this robot is not, clearly. So it then becomes um, a war of the wits, as it were. And this woman or this young girl is caught in the middle and it is freaky. It turns very quickly into a horror movie. Wow. Yes. Cool. I enjoyed it immensely. Really? Alright. Yes. And it's new. It's not like it's you know, built upon, I mean, it is built upon decades and decades of like apocalyptic horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But it's no zombie flick. Okay. It's no like, you know, um, throw all the blood and gore at it. There, there, there isn't much of that. You know, there is the, the mind factor of like, I'm terrified. Am I the only one in the world? Right. Um, Everything is resting on my shoulders, and yet here comes some other like woman, Hillary Swank's character. Oh, and by the way, nobody has names, <laughs> so the robot is mother, right? The girl is just child or daughter, yeah. and then Hillary is just woman. So wow. it's just bizarre. It takes away all that emotion of being a human, hmm. and yet you have to throughout the the movie's pr- timeline remember that you are human. It's 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 good. Wow, it is very good. Now I will say that imdb didn't think the same
0: oh uh, <laughs> yeah that happens
1: i mean whatever i mean whatever uh imdb gives it a 6.7 right so okay. it's not wonderful uh, it's not, yeah it's, it's not, not great awful. it's not wonderful it's not great yeah um meta score gives it a 64 so it's still not it's not it's not too too great hmm. but luckily it's one of these netflix movies right And these netflix shows so it's gonna be in rotation for probably you know dozens of years or whatever. the end of time yeah exactly um but i think we can definitely say that netflix has they came out of the barrel with like their own production company and movies and they just keep going like i haven't figured out one thing that they've made recently that i didn't enjoy hmm. you know um but yeah so it's on netflix right now you can of course uh stream if you have an account or you can buy it i think uh i think it was like yeah, it was like 19 or no, no, 399 to, to stream it through that if you didn't own Netflix. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's good to go. It's, I like it. It's a good show. It's a good movie. It's a scary movie but also like one of those weird like uh... So it is a
0: movie not a series.
1: It is just a movie. Okay. Yes. Yes. Cool.
0: Very nice. Uh, I like that. That's my first pick. Wow. Yeah. I I was unaware of this. <laughs> I, I typically don't uh, don't watch the swank. But um, <laughs> you know
1: well like i said i've only seen her in those two things so i i saw her as a young like julie saw wax yeah. on wax off and then i saw her as like a, oh my neck is broken kind of thing yeah, so, yeah yeah
0: yeah i always figured they should put her and jennifer garner in a movie together so they cancel each other out
1: mm. same person yeah sure. i mean you've never seen them together have you
0: i have so, okay i don't know i don't i'm just you know <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying
1: You're just saying.
0: It's a conspiracy theory. There is my first pick. Very good. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So for me, because I've been in a mood, (laughs) you know, uh, I have kind of, I really, really have scraped the bottom of the cinematic barrel to find my first pick. Wow. I mean, I have dredged the depths. Yes. For this. This is this is a movie so insanely bad <laughs> that it truly deserves special notice. So you have to ask yourself several questions before you, before you get into this. Uh, do you like cheap action movies? Um,
1: depends. From do you who? like
0: cheap action movies from Hong Kong? Oh. Uh, do you like fake RoboCops? Uh, do you like vampires? Yeah. More specifically, Chinese vampires. Didn't know there was a difference. Oh, there is. We'll get into that. <laughs> If you can answer yes to some of these questions, then you will go absolutely gaga for the 1988 Hong Kong-made Robo Vampire. <clears throat> yes, yes, I said Robo Vampire. There is so much cheese involved here that you can't watch this movie if you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> now, I'm sorry to disappoint everybody right now but I have to say this is not a movie about a robot that becomes a vampire or vice versa because that would actually be cool instead we have this a futuristic
1: android experiment clashes with a paranormal beast in a spine tingling
0: tail of terror. Death leads to a real life. in a dark world where terror reigns supreme. Since Tom's dead, I want to make use of his body to create an android like robot. Mr. Glenn, this is my
1: application? You're sure to success? The innocent men and women are thrust into the nightmare of a vampire
0: yeah, okay, so I'm sorry about the poor audio quality. It was the best I could do. Mm. Uh, yeah, so, but let me unpack this. A narcotics agent named Tom Wilde is <laughs> murdered during a drug bust by a vampire. Okay. And not just any run-of-the-mill vampire, mind you. It's a gang or Chinese vampire. Now, the thing about Chinese vampires that differ from regular vampires is they have a tendency to um, hop. Hop? Yes, hop. They hop around like undead bunnies. Now, the reason for that is typically Chinese vampires are— their feet are bound to keep them from wandering around and killing people, but they still manage to get around by hopping. So, yeah. So, you know, if if you're terrified of uh, someone— Hopping around with their arms stretched out, trying to find you and and kill you. Yeah, okay, that's a fear, but, you know, what are you going to do? Anyway, aside from that, in true robo-ripoff fashion, Agent Wilde is transformed into a cyborg that makes him kind of look like a dollar store ninja covered in Reynolds wrap. (laughs) Now, this robo-person... Who doesn't really have a name. Like, he's not like like a cool... He's not like a robo-cop. He's just a robo-person. Right. So he's sent in to fight the vampires who work for the drug smugglers who also kidnapped a female narcotics agent and holding her hostage. I, I think that's what's happening. I'm not positive. Uh, there's lots of gunfire. Poorly choreographed martial arts. And then Robo-Guy has a uh, final showdown with a hopping vampire wearing... Uh, an ape mask and a, a robe. Uh, it's it's all what? yeah, it's all very confusing. It is, but in all honesty, that's not the most confusing thing about this movie. <laughs> in fact, it's actually two movies that were spliced together. Oh, <laughs> nearly half of the footage is taken from another film that was made in Thailand four years earlier. So basically, the whole drug cartel subplot is taken from this other movie. Now, yeah, this means Um, there aren't just plot holes. There are plot craters, plot chasms, plot fissures. Uh, It's basically incomprehensible. (laughs) So, okay, why in God's name would I recommend this god-awful Franken movie? Simple. It may be awful. Okay, it is awful. Yeah. But it's not boring. And that to me is a worse sin than just being bad. Okay. Can't stand boring. Yeah, this is not it. Now, before I get to the scores for this thing, I want to mention the director of Robo Vampire, mm. a man named Godfrey Ho. Oh, he is nothing less than a legend in the pantheon of insane filmmakers.
1: It's always Asian directors. And,
0: oh, I'm telling you,
1: they're so yeah. like clever.
0: Oh, yeah. Now, the Internet Movie Database credits Godfrey Ho with directing one hundred and fifty seven movies. Wow. Forty nine of them have the word ninja in the title. (laughs) I'm not joking. That's a record. It has to be. And I guarantee you have never heard of any of them.
1: Yeah. Well, so
0: let's 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 take a look at some of these titles. Gotcha. All right. Shadow Killers Tiger Force. Uh Bionic Ninja. Ninja Knight Thunder Fox. American Commando 3, Savage Temptation.
1: Is there Z- one through two, though?
0: I have no idea. <laughs> then we have Zodiac America 2, Evil Destroyer. And Thunder Ninja Kids in the Golden Adventure. Oh. These are all actual titles of movies. Is that,
1: did that become Spy Kids in America?
0: Probably. <laughs> I can't even imagine. But wait, there's more. Ooh. Yes, apparently, Robo Vampire did well enough to warrant two sequels. Two? Two. There's Robo Vampire 2, Devil's Dynamite, <laughs> which was actually made before in the first film and has no robots or vampires in it. <laughs> then you've got Robo Vampire 3, oh. Counter Destroyer, which is also known as The Vampire is Still Alive. Oh. So that one... Has actual robot vampires in it and yet manages to be worse than the other two. Oh. (laughs) So, yeah. So this is a rabbit hole that I went.
1: Yeah, I can tell.
0: And I still haven't climbed out of it, as you can (laughs) see. Uh, But let's get let's let's get to the scores. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Robo vampire gets a actually fairly generous 3.4 out of 10 on the Internet Movie Database. And Rotten Tomatoes' audience score is a surprisingly hefty 46%. Yeah,
1: I am very surprised I, it's even there.
0: I am, too. So if you're listening and you're so inclined... Why wouldn't you be? Yeah. Robo Vampire <laughs> is available for free on YouTube, <laughs> as well as the Tubi streaming service. Oh, I love Tubi. Uh, yes. Let me, let me just tell you how much I love Tubi. Not only do they have robo-vampire. Yeah. They have no less than 78 of Godfrey Ho's movies <laughs> available to watch. Oh, wow. They went all in. This is what I consider to be a worthy public service. Yes. So, you know. Thank you, Tubi. It's, it. it you know, it's one person's treasure and another person's torture. <laughs> so.
1: But I'm weirdly curious. Uh, so, so I think you did your job. <laughs>
0: I hope so because, you know, if I can bring a little bit of my mania to others, that's (laughs) worth it to me.
1: Uh, So that
0: is my first pick: Robo Vampire.
1: Which is neither robot or vampire. Uh, Yeah. Kind of really. Kind
0: of really. So there you go.
1: Good. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: Uh, So
1: we're going to transition to something that I don't necessarily recommend that you watch. Mm. And. We don't normally do this. We give you picks that you should
0: watch because we enjoy them. You don't normally do this, but I like to torture my audience.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I'm going to take a page out of your book here. I don't think that you should watch this film. Mm. And this film is called The Bicentennial Man. Oh,
0: that's one of my honorable mentions. So this
1: is a 1999 (sighs) film starring the late great, very much missed Robin Williams. Uh Oh, also, Oliver uh, Platt, who love is, I love him, miss He's him great. too. Um,
0: Treasure.
1: And it has my favorite, Doctor Allen, Sam Neal.
0: Ah, oh, Sam Neil.
1: Um. Okay, so where do we break this down? So oh my. we're talking about the future, and it's always, you know, fifty years in the future. Everyone mm. drives flying cars because we're we we're, as humans we just can't come up with anything else. That's I
0: guess. so dumb. Everybody downstairs, come on, you guys! I got a surprise for you. What is it, Daddy? Wait, 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 Wow. By the year 2005, Are you family? once family? I guess so. Every home will have an NDR 114. Andrew, this is very good. Thank you, sir. I think it sucks sucks chickens do not have lips Mm -hmm. he was designed to serve humans would you please open the window one is glad to be of use now jump
1: no out the window
0: but there was something different about andrew two cannibals reading a clown one turns to the other and says does this taste funny to you (laughs) how do you make a hanky dance put a little boogie in it (laughs) (laughs) what exactly is it doing. He shows a number of characteristics like creativity, curiosity, friendship. Good night sweetheart.
1: Good night Andrew.
0: It is a household appliance and yet you act like it is a man. You're unique. I feel responsibility to help you Become whatever you're able to be. This Christmas, witness one robot's extraordinary 200-year journey. He learns and grows all the time. To become, this is an external, physical upgrade on an ordinary man. The secret to all this is imperfection. That's what makes us unique, like the shape of your head. It's huge. thank you. I believe in miracles. This looks wonderful. Take the next step. From the director of Mrs. Doubtfire comes an epic story. Ah! That I saw the inner me that will bridge the gap between man and machine. What the hell is going on? I am the proud owner of a central nervous system. You can feel. Will you perform an experiment just for the sake of science? Kiss me. everything I say it is Bicentennial Man. Look what I'm doing here. I am trying to make something of myself. I am trying to fulfill my destiny. Does she notice? Could we talk about this another time?
1: Sam Mr. Martin, decides I'm going to buy this fully, sort of mostly sentient robot uh, to help around the house because my wife would just love that. Mm. She would love some um, creepy man robot thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but... <laughs> No, behind Ooh. behind her doing the dishes behind
0: her. Yes.
1: You know, what? this is a G-rated show. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so he does that without telling her. She has no consent. Centennial Man. She is not happy with it. Ah. Of course, you know, his kids are all like, one of them's like, I'm really excited. The other ones are like, I'm a teenager. That's not cool. Uh, whatever. Like, whatever, dad. Uh. So he develops a friendship with this man who, we, or this robot, he decides to call uh, Andrew. By the way, Robin Williams voices him. Um, and uh, much like our own technology, Andrew gets upgrades really frequently. And with each upgrade, he seems to gain a little bit more humanity. Starts showing things about, um, you know, cognitive forward thinking and emotional thinking and having an emotional response to something like a kitten. Um, and so it really, it comes to a head. Andrew just doesn't want to be a robot anymore. Mm. He's told him, he's told, uh, Mr. Martin, all his parent, all his, you know, family as it were, um, and people he's met from the factory, other other robot people, who, for whatever reason, don't have this magical ability to become more human-like. Uh, that He, he doesn't want to be a robot anymore. So it then comes to a head. Mrs. Martin's like, get out. You're freaking me out. Don't like you. He basically falls in love with the younger kid, the younger daughter, and she falls in love with him. It's so bizarre. Mm. At first, it's kind of like a, hey, you're you know my younger brother. I love you kind of thing. Then she has a daughter. And then he falls in love with the daughter and it's creepy. And at some point he wants to like get all his parts replaced with like fake organs is where Oliver Platt comes in because he wants to give them like robotic human organs and blood to make him as human as possible. And I honestly, it creeps me out. (laughs) It really creeps me out. The whole concept of it grosses me out. The whole idea of like, Andrew just being this uh, guile, or guileless, just emotionally stunted, and yet, you can't really normally say that about a robot, but emotionally stunted, human wannabe thing that goes around and has to fight for all like his rights to be human. And, you know, some people might see it towards the end and be like, oh, he got his... He got his wish. And he got to, like, you know, basically pass away as a human with his human bride. And they got to, like, marry each other and all this stuff. I just didn't think that it was cool. I thought it was creepy in one of <laughs> Robin Williams, like, least greatest roles. And I don't like saying that because I love the man. Mm. But I just don't think it was cool. It was set out to be like this comedic but also like dramatic film and it towed the line a couple of times. And yeah, sure. Robin Williams, you're used to his witty humor. And there was like tiny snippets of that in in it, but in, in actuality, it was just uh, a drama movie akin to beaches and there can only be one beaches. Okay. There's only one Bette Midler and Barbara Hershey.
0: You said it beaches.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So here's the thing. I think most people agree with me because IMDB gives it a 6.9 out of 10.
0: Yeah. People don't like this. Book.
1: Yeah, they really don't. And I think it's because it's gross. And I, <laughs> I think it's because we <laughs> want it. He wanted so badly to be human that we're like, let's give you human stuff. Like who wants to be, um, who wants to give up like their, their organs for science. I want to know that they're going to be reproduced into a, into a, like a robot humanoid thing. Hmm. It's just weird. Uh, Metascore was the same way. Uh, Metascore was in the high 70s, so I guess maybe that's or the low 70s. I guess that's okay, but it yeah, creepy. You can only get it right now on Apple TV. I think that speaks volumes because nobody wants to carry this title. You can get it, we rent it on Apple TV for 3.99. But here's the thing: you can watch it once, and you can be done with it for the rest. I don't think you ever want to come back to it. It's just weird, and it made me feel weird. OK, so that's the first time I'm not necessarily going all out and recommending that it's not a family friendly fl- flick like I would normally do. Um, but yeah. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes gives it at 36 percent. My bad. Oh, boy. Yeah. So um, uh, Ebert, I think it was like when he was still alive. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he gave it a pretty poor review, too. Mm.
0: Uh, but yeah. That's my second. <laughs> OK. Interesting story. Yeah. Did you know that uh, Robin Williams, that, that, the character was not CG. He actually wore prosthetics and makeup. Yeah. For that.
1: It is cool. Yes. Right. So he had to really learn how to like. Yeah. Move his face and arm and in such a robotic manner. That's cool. The dude himself is cool. The movie. Not.
0: OK. So fun fact. Mm hmm. Uh, at the time Bicentennial Man came out. Yeah. I was producing a celebrity interview program. And so basically we, uh, myself and my partners, um, we talked to Robin Williams <laughs> about this movie. No, you didn't. And, uh, that's where we learned that he was like in the cost in a costume and makeup the whole time. But funny is that, um, we brought with us to the interview. Uh, we brought a, uh, a, a, a Mork from Ork doll. Oh,
1: <gasps> cool.
0: <laughs> he was playing with it the whole time. Oh man. And, uh, while the interview was going on the little girl who was in that movie i don't remember her name
1: uh the pepsi girl
0: yeah yeah uh, uh, yeah haley uh something, something. Like that. yeah yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah she came over and to, to to the interview table and she was like well who's that what is that and <laughs> uh, and robin williams was trying to explain it to her oh man oh it was hilarious it was really funny and man, that's a he core was memory. he was great he was he was. You know, really nice and everything and generous. Yeah. 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 So. um, So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I have a a interest. I have a little weird perspective on that movie. I didn't exactly care for it myself. Yeah. But
1: but I can see why that would have some sort of sentimentality towards you. Yeah. Exactly. Like like I said in the beginning, Robin Williams is. There aren't as many positive adjectives to describe him as I would like. Exactly. Exactly. And 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 we miss him.
0: Yes, absolutely. He was he was a, a wonderful guy. Turns um, out this
1: is based on a book, by the way. Or oh, this, really? Yes, yeah, called The Positronic Man.
0: Oh, yeah, Asimov. Yes. That's right, I think yes, That's right, yes. we, we talked to him about that. Yeah. He was a fan. He was actually a fan of, of his Surprising, work. Surprising,
1: but yeah. okay. Yeah. Wow.
0: So, pretty cool. Pretty cool.
1: So, maybe yeah. watch it if you want to, uh, but, you know, mm, eh. Mm,
0: it's all right. Star Trek, Star <laughs> Trek did <it> better. Um, <laughs> let's just say that. All right, very good. That Thank was you. awesome. Now, for me, for my second pick, we're going to go, we're going to go into the little time machine oh we're gonna go back to the year of america's bicentennial oh get it it's a little segue there bicentennial man oh uh, which was 1976 oh uh, jimmy carter was elected president yeah both apple computer and microsoft were formed that year and elizabeth I visited boston yes exactly yes. and the energy crisis raised the price of gas to a whopping 60 cents a gallon oh my god i know how did people survive now, when I was a child during the 70s, none of that mattered to me at all. I didn't care because you didn't have a license. Exactly. Yeah. So what mattered to me that year was my excitement for a new TV show that was premiering that fall. Hmm. My second pick is the ABC television sitcom Holmes and Yo-Yo. <laughs> four partners in the hospital. Come on, Alex, you're a good cop. By the way, who's my new partner? We call
1: him Yo-Yo. He weighs 427 pounds. He's a completely mobile computer,
0: specially programmed for police work. Is he indestructible? We think so. Send in homes. Secrets. No one, including 70s, Holmes, you know, must know his identity. Beats. Alex, no, don't. Mm. You're not a person. You're not going I'm to tell them? To no, them to book, you. you got to make himself a good right. cop. That's what I put in my report. Alright, so police detective Alex Holmes has a knack for getting his partners injured. So his new partner is an android named Gregory Yoyanovich <laughs> or nice. Yo-Yo. What's what was happening during
1: the 70s with Russia? Hmm,
0: yeah, <laughs> So no one is supposed to know that Yo-Yo is a robot, uh, despite the huge 70s era calculator sticking out of his chest. Uh, and yeah, this is a comedy. Uh, yeah, so basically they're trying to keep his identity a secret, but of course Yo-Yo can do all kinds of things that people can't, like just super strong and yeah. all that sort of thing. So it's kind of like one of those, uh-oh, we have to we have to make sure that nobody knows he's a robot, ha-ha, you know, and all that kind <laughs> of stuff. So Yo-Yo was played by the incredibly versatile actor John Shuck. Now, he has played everything from Daddy Warbucks in a Broadway production of Annie mm. to a Klingon in two Star Trek movies. <laughs> now, in Holmes and Yo-Yo, he shows off is is considerable comedic chops playing kind of a clunky, awkward robot trying to learn how to be more human mm-hmm. while employing all kinds of like Inspector Gadget devices that are always malfunctioning. <laughs> so I think they may have gotten the idea from for Inspector Gadget from this guy because it was, you know, it was like, oh, I'm going to do my throwing finger and it just doesn't doesn't work. So, yes, childhood me was enthralled. Uh, I had no taste. <laughs> um, I wanted to know everything that Yo Yo could do. I thought it was cool and funny, and I loved it. But nobody else did. Yeah, it was canceled after 13 episodes, Aww. and was called one of the 50 worst TV shows of all time by TV Guide. I was devastated. Yeah. Uh, how could they do this to me? Don't they know <laughs> that I, I'm the I, I'm the arbiter of taste? <laughs> that television, you know, I should be the one to decide what TV shows live or die. <laughs> But that wasn't the case. Now, of course, that is certainly not the last time this premise would be used on TV. A few years later, there was a show called Future Cop on ABC. In the 90s, there was a show on NBC called Man and Machine, which had a female android cop. And then, as late as 2013, Fox aired a show called Almost Human Yep. with Carl Urban as the cop, mm-hmm. as the robotic. So. You know, it was um, it's a tried and true kind of thing. You've got, you know, the 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 toughest nails, veteran cop and an android that doesn't know how humans work. So, you know, I mean, okay, I get it. It's fun to mix genres once in a while, you know, cop show, science fiction, that sort of thing. But in most cases, it just doesn't seem to work out very well. Right. So let's talk about some scores. Now there's actually uh, there's actually an internet movie database score. It gives Holmes and Yo Yo 5.9 oh. out of 10. Unexpected, but yeah. And there is no Rotten Tomato score for this. <laughs> now, if you if you would like to see Holmes and Yo-Yo, and why wouldn't you? You can find most, if not all, episodes available for free on YouTube. Binge it if you dare. You will never be the same again. Okay. So Holmes and Yo-Yo, cop, sitcom, robot. 70s, what else do you need? So. Okay. That's my second pick. Now, I do have some honorable mentions.
1: Yes, me as well.
0: Um, Bicentennial Man was one of (laughs) them. Yeah. So that's out. Um, (laughs) So there was a a 1986 movie called Deadly Friend. Okay. Which was Wes Craven. Oh, Wes Craven. And it was about um, a young girl played by Christy Swanson Mm -hmm. who was killed and and in, like a, a, a computer chip was implanted into her brain to revive her, but it didn't have her personality or anything. Okay. Uh, it's a bad movie, but there's a great scene where she decapitates a woman with a basketball. It, so, yeah. What? Yeah, she throws it so hard it decapitates a woman. Great scene. Okay. Now, you mentioned, of course, we, we talked about Bicentennial Man. Another yes. sort of kind of disturbing, dystopian um, robot movie is AI.
1: Oh, I artificial were intelligence. Uh, Max Machina.
0: Ex yeah. Machina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to put that in there, but I decided. Yeah, yeah. But AI, uh, by Steven Spielberg. Always a was, good time. Always a good time. But he was directing. Uh, he was basically finishing a movie that had begun production by by Stanley Kubrick. Oh. <laughs> and so he basically took over this movie and tried to direct it as if Kubrick directed it. But it is, it is one. It is a depressing movie. Yeah. And it's kind of it, the ending is like really weird and all yeah. that. It, it's it's it looks amazing. It is so it, it, it's just gorgeous to look at. Yeah. But it's depressing to me, which is weird because Steven Spielberg usually makes bangers, usually makes bangers. I yeah. mean, the action scenes, uh, you know, in Schindler's List are second to none. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we shouldn't laugh at that. I know. Uh... Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing his latest The Fablemans, which I have not seen. which is uh... kind of interesting. Um, So that's another one. Daryl from 1985, D-A-R-Y-L, about a little 11-year-old looking robot. Yep, 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 yep. And probably one of the more obscure ones, uh, one that I actually saw in the theater back in the day, from 1991, Eve of Destruction, which is about a female android that uh, is basically kind of an infiltration
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, robot who's supposed to act and behave human. But inside is like a dirty bomb, like a nuclear bomb. And she she goes AWOL, goes missing, and they have to track her down before she explodes in a city or something like that. Uh, It had Gregory Hines uh, in it, and it it was was, was okay. But those are my honorable mentions.
1: Well, you mentioned one of mine, too, and that was inspector gadget yes inspector gadget inspector gadget 1980s cartoon mm-hmm. a saturday favorite for every kid out there also one of the only 80s cartoons to have like a multitude of video games like 15 video games based on that <laughs> well yeah you would think because we had inspector gadget gadget and the gadgetinis uh so much but if you're talking like human cyborg that's kind of a really lame but also lovable detective with his niece and their dog called brain that fight a man with a cat it's just it's great it's brilliant
0: you mean the movie right
1: no <laughs> I no.
0: Think so. we don't
1: talk about the movie <laughs> that's called ruining my childhood
0: oh my goodness um my and then goodness.
1: <clears throat> my last one's a bit of a stretch but if you if you just pardon me wally OK. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: yeah, I, I, I guess between Wally and Eve, there's like a person in there somewhere.
1: Why is it that all female androids are always called Eve? It's bizarre.
0: No, I don't think it's bizarre in the way that uh, because Eve is traditionally the first woman.
1: Well, yes. So but- this
0: is like a, a you know. A woman, like the first woman robot of a generation, or I don't know. I, I get the I get the reference to it. Yeah. But you know, then and if that's the case, then why isn't every male robot named Adam?
1: Exactly. You yeah. But anyways, those are my two choices. This was a good episode. Very
0: nice, very nice. I like that. Yeah.
1: I had a great time. It's talking pretty cool. About it. Yeah, and I also think that uh, if you have time, you should check out that uh, Godfrey hose library on Tubi.
0: I am telling
1: you, Tubi just, came in in the clutch, and they were like, "We're gonna give you pretty much anything that you can digest."
0: It is here. the It is the <laughs> dumpster diver of <laughs> streaming services, and I mean that in the best the best possible, possible way.
1: way. They also have
0: like a lot of these really
1: indie films that I like too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: so, so yeah, good. here's what I do: I, I make a game out of it. Um, <laughs> So I will go. I will. I will. I will activate the Tubi, (laughs) Uh, and then what I'll do is I will just type in a year, ooh, and see what comes up. Like nineteen seventy-two, and see what comes up because I always find something really interesting or obscure or cool. Yeah, Um, and I'll do that with other services, but Tubi really makes it work.
1: That might be a good, uh, interesting plot for our show.
0: It's fun. Yeah, you just type in a year. You pick a year, and then you type in the year, and you see what movies just pop up. Man. It's a fun game. It's a fun. <laughs> I love it. And don't do it while you're drinking, though. Well, you could. I mean, at you could. Home.
1: Yeah. But OK, well, thank you so much for listening. If you got through this, we uh, appreciate you, <laughs> you more than you know. Uh, oh, if you want more of this and why wouldn't you? Yeah. You should check out our website, the deeddivepodcast.com, mm-hmm. where you'll find uh, the vast library of all of our episodes, vast. including our Halloween Horror Month. With, I, I mean, I think we're pretty famous for that by now. Mm. We also have a merch stand um, with limited edition run T-shirts.
0: Yes, on my lawn. On- <laughs> uh, no, wait. Sorry.
1: Um, uh, you know, and then links to our social medias. You know, we love hearing from you. Mm-hmm. That's, it's one of the best parts of doing this is interacting with our, dare I say it, Fans, yes,
0: and you have to yell a little louder because I'm hard of hearing.
1: <laughs> um, if you want to get in touch with us, best way to do it is to email us the mm-hmm. deep dive podcast at gmail.com. You can also message us, and we're pretty active on Instagram and Facebook and the Twitters. Yes, all of that fun stuff. Indeed. Um, but if you want to have a great time, visit our website. It's a great time for a great time. Visit the deep dive podcast.com to
0: start writing that on bathroom walls. I'm
1: doing it, I'm doing it
0: <laughs> for a great time. Listen to a podcast. What? Huh? <laughs> oh. well yeah. anyway thank you all once again for listening uh, on behalf of Amanda uh, I'm Tom Feeney so don't forget to tell your friends tell your enemies tell your personal assistant if you have one and we will catch you next time bye, bye. all clips used in this podcast are meant for educational purposes only And not to infringe on existing copyrights. The Deep Dive Podcast is a production of Automaton Studios. I thought I heard something. It sounded like Megan. If she comes in this room, I'll
1: rip your head right off your neck, I swear to God. It sounds like you're fighting.
0: We're not fighting! (laughs)